This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of a West London podcast. We're in West London. It's a Friday night. Uh, normally Friday nights are everyone's finished work. They go home and they get their clothes out. They go out and they're jubilant. They have a good time on Friday night. We've come out in the freezing cold. We've seen absolute nonsense in the first half. Brentford got absolutely annihilated by the Burnley. The first half, 3-0 down at half-time before, oh no, oh no. Second half was a little bit better. We got a goal back, so if it's a game of two halves, they won the first half, we won the second half, it was a draw. Unfortunately, football doesn't quite work like that. But there was all sorts of news going on beforehand, all sorts of Judas, all sorts of 12 pieces of silver, all sorts of nonsense going on against before the game, which may have disrupted the team. So the fans weren't happy. You can see the players weren't happy. The referee, obviously, wasn't. Everyone, no one was happy before this game, were they? I mean, were you happy? Oh, I wasn't well, I wasn't happy at all with the first half. I, um, what was that? It just looked like no one was bothered. Uh, we weren't winning any of the first balls. Couldn't string three passes together. It just it looked like everyone was uh, just deflated, depressed. I mean, deflated. I mean, it's interesting because we played Borough. We were gutted, especially in the first half, because we played very well against Borough. Also, well, we played pretty well against Borough. Didn't quite get the chance, missed a couple of opportunities. And we thought if we play like we did against Borough, we could give Burnley a good game. But Burnley definitely looked like they were more potty for it. They came at us. They were they were, they were just up for it. And we looked like we were sitting back on the sofa watching the game on the TV. Yeah, I mean, we just, we just didn't start at all. I guess they came off the back of a 5-0 win, so they're full of confidence. And um, the whole thing with Tarkovsky, I, I don't think you can blame it all on him. But so, um, Again, because a lot of people may not know what's what the Tarkovsky was going on there then. So, I mean, from what I understand, he's he's been named in the starting lineup, but Burnley have put a bid in for him this week and he's decided he's not in the right frame of mind to play. I think, honestly, it's not his decision. We haven't accepted a bid for him. He's still under contract with our football club. Uh, he should he should play. I remember that happened with Gary Alexander was the person that did exactly the same thing to us, where uh, he was not in the right frame of mood, frame of mood to play against. I think it was Sheffield United, uh, but I think beyond the scenes, what he turned around to them is to said that you know that you know I don't know if he said he's got, oh, actually I can't say actually because we don't, don't want to get sued on this uh, on the, on this show here. Yeah, but it was quite similar to that. And um, Gary Alexander got, got he, he got offed he got outed quite soon after that but Tarkey's in a different situation because he's a very highly rated young player we plucked him from Oldham 
You know, we gave them a pay rise, we paid the money, you know, we did what any football club would do, you know, and we've given him a chance, he's gone up in the championship now. And uh, thanks, thanks, Saki, you know, you've repaid uh, the Brentford's uh, faith in you. Absolutely, I mean, like, I mean, I can't, I can't blame him if Burnley is where he wants to go, especially seeing as he's from Manchester and his family are probably up north. It's probably a pay rise for him, he gets to go back home to his family, but I think there's a much more respectful way of doing it. I mean, you look at other players like, um, you know, Diagaraga and Judge have had bids this week. Um, you know, they haven't, they haven't done this, and I just think it, it's not the whole team spirit today. I mean, you were standing beside me during the game and there was a lot of head nodding, head shaking going on. Were you shaking because you were really happy what was going on? Was it up and down or was it left and right? It wasn't very good. The first 45 minutes in particular, we were atrocious. It was men against boys in that first half. And we just couldn't deal with them. And they made us look second right. They really did. Um, got the half time. Smith obviously gave them a rocket. They were better second half, but Burnley dropped off us a bit. The game was already in the bag for them. Yeah, we got a goal back. We huffed and puffed. Could have got a second, but the result was never really in any, any doubt. It's what's going on behind the scenes. You know, that might have had a destabilising effect. Um, but Smith has got questions now that he needs to answer. He's got to galvanise his side, and we've got to get a response. Our season effectively ended tonight. Now, you could argue where we are. It will give us time to consolidate. We're not going to make the playoffs. He can bring in players possibly in his transfer window and really stamp his authority on the side so we can go again next year. But we're a long way short of where we need to be. It's proved it tonight against one of the big boys. You know, time and time again, we play one of the sides in the top six and we come up second best. Have, have we beaten any time in the top, in the top six? Not since Derby or Bournemouth last No, this season, this season we haven't, no. No. Well, OK, there you go. You know, um, we're a work in progress. I think we know that. And we flatter to deceive at times. But you, you've got to look at the way we played, I think, on Tuesday. You know, we played very, very well. We played some lovely football. But tonight, we were just out-muscled by a very, very well-organised, good side. I mean, they scored three cracking goals. Had they kept their foot on the gas, you know... They could have possibly got another couple second half as well. Um, I, I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to really concentrate on us being better in the second half, or look at the real problems where they stem from in the first half? Uh, that, that's you know we'll all make we've all got our own particular ideas on that. Um, it's really now up to Smith what he's going to do and where we go. House, we got the Burnley massive in the house. Um, <laughs> Smiling, drinking pride, and down in London, Burnley scarf on, and uh, you you destabilised our side well and good, didn't you? I think first half it was well, it was the ultimate game of two halves, right? I mean, Burnley came out, we played with respect, played Jaffa Park in the first half. No, no, no we, we know um, that for a fact. Second half, sat back, very typical dash performance. We get in front, sit back, try and defend. And uh, I think we, I think we did a good job at it in the end. Although I have to say we were getting a bit worried in the away end in the second half. Well, I mean, in the so. second half again, we, we as you see, look, we're looking on the TV here. We yeah. had a couple of chances here. 
and uh, a couple of chances that went into the side netting and yes we could have got back into the game but when you're 3-0 down against a team like Burnley to be fair you're, you're struggling but you know for us the, 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 the tables turned probably about an hour an hour and a half before the, the game started when we heard that James Salkowski our player that you put the bid in for decided he didn't want to play for us obviously because he felt that he wanted to go to you now I'm going to ask you as a Burnley fan do you think that's a bit out of order I do I was just chatting to another Brentford fan here and I said you know what if that's the kind of way he behaves he's not a Burnley player I think he might have shot himself in the foot by, by behaving in the way that he has it's not a dash sort of player at all. That's not the kind of behaviour that we like to see. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know much about him, but the way he's behaved, not keen on the guy. Well, that's interesting because, you know, you're a Burnley fan and, you know, obviously you want to strengthen your side. You, you dipped away a little bit in December, but you're coming back now. You scored quite a few goals, three, three against us today, five against, you know, you scored eight goals in about four days. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing all right, but you want to tighten up at the back. But you're saying to us that, you know, you've got the pick of the ocean here and James Salkowski, you've come in for, talented player. Okay, he's got his faults, you know, which, you know, we won't talk about here. You know, he's got his faults on the pitch and, and off the pitch as well, you know, which is, which is the scenario but you're saying that to be quite honest you maybe not maybe you might have to move on Dash I mean every time you hear him talk on the radio or on the TV he's very much about the team about the unit about the way that we all blend together Joey Boyne coming in was a surprise to all of us but he's managed to bring him in I don't know that he wants somebody who's coming in who's you know in six months time or a year's time is going to say I don't want to play for Burnley I want to play for another bigger club it's not the kind of behaviour we like at Burnley so I'd be surprised so listen you boys today I mean the, the game today as well you've done you took it like I said you took us apart on on the pitch in the in the first half I mean were you surprised by how lacklustre the bees were I was yeah I mean it was interesting to see because obviously suddenly we've changed from being a selling club to a buying club so there's a few players here including Tarkovsky and Judge that we're interested in apparently um, I have to say, you know, having seen, I went to MK Dons on Tuesday and, um, I mean, we tore them apart in the second half and I wonder whether that would carry over. And I think there was a confidence thing about this. I think whoever we played today, I think the way we passed the ball, the way we moved the ball, the, um, the variety of scorers. We scored five on Tuesday night, five different scorers. That's a huge thing for a club at the top of the table, or going towards the top of the table. So, am I surprised? Maybe not. I think we're good. And it's interesting, you just talked just now about being changing from being a buying club or a selling club to a buying club because yeah. you know we're in the situation now we're talking about this our fans are panicking because every minute we've got good players and teams are coming in for them um, you're in a similar situation you yeah. know, obviously yeah. you know? and, I'm, and I'm just wondering when does it change from you becoming a selling club to being a buying club well I think there's two things one is a year in the Premier League when you're getting 80 or 100 million um, but let's not forget we sold Rodriguez Austin and Ings in probably what five seasons five yeah three absolutely top players um even in today's situation we won't be able to hang on to them but um last yeah the last transfer window when we acquired gray uh we brought jerry barton all within the space of what three or four days i was astonished so suddenly there's a sense that we've got some cash we had a, a year in the premiership probably four seasons ago now then we had another one last season that kind of money 
makes a huge difference. And it, yeah, as a Burnley fan, we're really not used to it. So, you, so you're thinking, I mean, not with Bunny, but we've got, you know, you coming in for judge, whether or not you get him or not, you know, probably unlikely. You know, you've got Tarkovsky, you'll probably get him if you pay the right money. You know, we've got other players going. You're just saying, you know, and we hate to hear this, but it's inevitable that's going to happen. Is that what you're saying? Well, of course it is, yeah. I mean, and that kind of money's flowing down from the Premier League. You know, we've only got a bit of it. But compared to where you guys are with, what, a 12,000, 12,500 stadium, um, you know, we don't get much bigger crowds than you but about 20 million a year 25 million a year from the premiership makes a massive difference absolutely massive i think players look at us now and think you got a chance of going back up i could be on premier league money next season why wouldn't i give it a go so listen just give us a little last thought i mean burnley you come down to brentford today this is your first trip down here for a while first time at brentford yeah, yeah believe it or not yeah. i've enjoyed it it's great being on terracing Fantastic, Yeovil a couple of seasons ago was the last time I was on Terrison. Great atmosphere. I mean, I was reading the, uh, the, the fanzine output on Twitter today from you guys and it said we're the friendliest club in the Football League and absolutely, people have been great to us here, we've really enjoyed the trip but this is the kind of game that we needed to win and we really need to push on. I, I think we've got a chance. Do you think we're only going to go up? I think we'll be... I think we have a chance, actually. I think Derby are going to bottle it. I think Middlesbrough are too far gone. Derby might bottle it. I think we might just sneak into second. Indeed, indeed. I'm back in, I'm back in the hub of it. The Bees fans, they've got all sorts of Bibra Streisand to try and get them pumping, but it's not, it's not quite working, really, is it? Um, no, not really. Although, I was kind of expecting us to lose today anyway, so it's not the result that has me pissed off. Why were you expecting us to lose today? Uh, just the way the, the, the week and well, the last couple of weeks have gone, and we've just it, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, there's been lots of bad, well, well, lots of bad vibes. Exactly, exactly. And it all culminated in um, the strike uh, today from James Tokowski. Husky Gate. Husky Gate. Husky Gate. Husky Gate. Is that copyright? Copyright. We've copyrighted already, yeah. Yeah, Husky Gate, yeah. Frank McParland came in and offered a massive kennel or something for the Husky. I just want to know, Frank McParland has actually left and he's gone to Rangers, so nothing to do with it. All right, all right, We just thought we'd clear that up. One of McParland's agents. You blame him for everything, didn't you? Blame him for everything, because he's a fat bastard. But listen, I mean, I know that you've been crunching some numbers over the week, haven't you? about ins and outs and all sorts of nonsense, haven't you? Or do you want to save that for later? I'll, I'll save that for later once I've refined it, because a lot of it was... But just give me a little bit of an insight of what you've been doing. Um, well, the, the, the gist of it really is um, there is a massive cost to bringing in a new player on top of the actual transfer fee, but that's time for them to bed into the team, for them to move, for them to settle, for all of that. And in some cases, I reckon it is um, not worth selling a player, or it's worth selling the player earlier than later. Rather than later. And, and you're saying that because you're actually a statistician. 
technically, yes, I am originally a statistician. Yes, originally. Okay, so so. But anyway, we'll move away from that now. But just coming back, yes, but just coming back to the, the, the game today. What the hell went on? I mean, that first half was proper stink, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was really poor. It was worse than than like Stevenage a few years ago, which I remember us starting the game very brightly actually. No, um, it just it looked like the last couple of games were just a bit, a little bit too much for the team, um, and obviously the bad, uh, the bad vibes, all of the stuff that's gone on today. Husky Gate, must have, the Husky Gate must have had its effect. Um, the only thing that kind of changed my mind is the second half. We had a lot of energy, so it pushes me on from not so much on the side of. It was too many games for us this week. Towards the Husky Gate and the um, yeah, and, and all of the transfer rumours and activity. It's, it's just been a little bit too much um, on the squad. Not necessarily on the players involved, but on the squad as a whole. And, and for the Burnley fans that maybe all probably are very much listening to this because obviously you win, so you all tune in just to get into this. But Husky. Um, the Husky gate has got to do with uh, James Tarkowski who obviously came with a lucky Husky as well uh, last season I think it was and he had a lucky all the season before was it um, he had a lucky Husky and we won at um, 3-0 up at uh, Crew. and after that we just fought and James Tarkowski was talking about his lucky Husky that ran on the pitch and uh, yes we love the Husky and Tarkowski and apparently it goes with his transfer if he goes anywhere else he takes his well he can take his Husky with him anyway because you know he can go bye Husky, see you later. Yeah, but more of the Bees boys in the house. And I, just throw a little question to you. I mean, end of the game, I don't know if you ran off at the final whistle, but did you notice the very last song that was played in the, in the ground? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was too busy clapping my losing team, but my bet for the back. It was uh, uh, Peter Gillum. It's got, it says the humour on him anyway. It was uh, Jesse J. It's all about the money, money, money. It's all about the <laughs> fair, fair play to Peter. I mean, I've got no idea what that's all about. You should have put Billy, Billy Bragg on there. It was a good striking song. <laughs> uh, Husky Gate. Anyway, listen, you just give us your thoughts on this game. Worrying, worrying. Four games at home without a win. They're almost all, what would be a month, a month without a win at home. At least it's at least you got your battery working. It's, I think it's showing that we need some actual football people at the club. And we need some top flight football people as well. Now Carsley's gone. Um, yeah, imp- impotent up front. I've never, I, I haven't honestly for about five years seen us destroyed at home for the first 10 minutes the way, the way, the way we, were, we were taking pot shots. And I feel sorry for David Button. He's, he's you know, three decent strikes. O'Connell jumped dropped in at the deep end done alright um, there's no no one's been awful I thought Swift Swift if he wants to convince everyone he's a luxury he's done it but I, I, I don't know Dean Smith like Dean Swift now he's lost as many games as Carsley won and we were banging about Carsley winning awards for manager of the month you know what what, what Smith and O'Kelly offering I think that's a big question. Again, you know, this is a question and it's a difficult question and, you know, they came in different different particular times and, you know, I, I, mean, I can't answer that question. You don't know whether or not we got a, a wave and we got the kick up the arse. I mean, the first two games against uh, the Carsley looked particularly horrific, to be quite honest with you. And the first couple of games with Dean Swift looked absolutely brilliant, like, you know, so you, you, you kind of, you never know, but... 
and we were talking about this earlier. I mean, as I was coming down, as my fingers were dropping off in the freezing cold. But you know, we were wondering what, whether the situation is, whether or not you know, our season's over now. Let's be realistic. A lot of fans, a lot of fans would say, "Oh no!" But listen, we've not beaten any of them sides above us. None of them. Stats. Our record against teams in the top nine now is one zero, drawn two, and lost ten. You know, we've probably got the best, best record against teams in the bottom half of the table. So we are, we are, we are Mr. Mid Table. So listen, we've not. So listen, let's get realistic. It was people. Let's, that, get, let's get a fancy dress out for the rest of the season for the away games. No, no. People, you know, there's people that's sort of saying and writing saying, oh, you know, if if we're not Brentford, are not going to go up, and they're saying we're not going to go up. But look, last season at this time, you know, just before that, we were fifth and we were third in the table, and there was a little boost going to be happening to say, look, we can move up there. But this season, if you've been to football as long as a lot of people have, do you've known that. It was such an outside chance, you know, that we weren't going to go up this season. And now the realism is there. So what we're going to do, we've been supporting this club for 30-odd years. So what do you do? When you know that we're going to be mid-table-ish, do you just stop going to football? We, we, never, we never stopped going to football when, when, when Brentford were in the 80s and the 90s. We used to go anyway. So It's fine. This is after Lord Mayor's show, much like Bournemouth had. Bournemouth... We've had, we've had Colchester, Plymouth, South End have all come on charges their first season and they've faded away. Look, it, it'll be all right. It's just it's stick, stick or twist, to quote you, Bill. Now, do the club decide to rebuild? Sorry, Dean, you're not part of the plans come, come next August. You know, do we actually go for a full-on like five-month rebuild mid-season, get Barbeo, O'Connell, all these other players to know actually what the, what the daily sort of thrust of the championship is? Or, or, or do we do we then wait to the summer and you know and worry that Smith might not be in charge because he hasn't won enough corners or something? I don't know. So it's like I mean again, I can't. None of us can answer that question. You know, all we could do is that we can see kind of what's there. You know, it's a bit weird because we could, we swing between you know one month Brentford are brilliant and they're playing great football. And the next month, everything goes a little bit horribly wrong, and it's like, what you know? Uh, no, I'm just saying. And then, and what? Because it's like, it's also quite natural for us to be emotional because we're football fans, uh, and the football fans, and also we don't run the business. So, any any sign of something not going completely right over two or three weeks or four weeks or whatever like that we kind of do in a panic mode I, I think we need to look at over the next three or four games now I think the last, I think but I think I said it in the midweek one I think Birmingham is the game that we should be really disappointed about um, losing to Middlesbrough after that performance wasn't a crime tonight there were mitigating circumstances before the game we're not sure what effect that had on the team first half was a shocking performance it must have had an effect I'm going to wipe out the FA Cup game because it was a cup game and so just forget it. So we've lost three league games on the trot. Birmingham one I am really disappointed with. The other two I think we thought we'd always struggle against. So I think tonight we were expecting a bit more of a bounce back. It didn't happen. Three clinical strikes. We gave the ball too much away. I agree with Lou. Swift is a complete and utter luxury player and... Um, I don't know why we got him for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, we're talking about I mean players as well. I mean, let's just you know the thing is you don't want to go pull the side apart. But listen, we have to look at like you know when your season is where it is now. 
you think, to be quite honest with you, what do you do? What have you got? Who do you put in? Um, we've got, you know, we've, we've, we've got the team out there. Um, you know, start um, harvesting players. You know, um, we, we need we need to use this transfer window instead of being sitting ducks and waiting for people to come in and nick players. We need to go and do the same elsewhere. You know, I, 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 I think I think there are lots of players on our radar. And we need to go and buy them. So, so when, so when Tarkovsky signed for us, we sent him straight back to Oldham. It didn't quite happen. He, we, 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 we pulled him back from Oldham quickly. But we bought him knowing that we needed him for the following season, and we were happy to loan him back. O'Connell was exactly the same. He went back to Rochdale, and then um, we, we brought him in as and when it suited us, when, it, when we thought he was ready. We need to start doing that again. We, I think, I think there's a lot of fans that want to see the evidence of that. Um, rejuvenating, replenishing for next season now, um, and you know we might. We, now, now is a good time to maybe let them go. For, for two weeks ago, when we just come out of it, it, right into January, when we when things were actually quite good, we were really worried. This is kind of like a shock to the system. Now, after these defeats, you know, as you say, we're looking at a mid-table finish. We're not gonna, we're not going to be in the playoffs, and we're not going to get relegated. So maybe it's about using this time for the best possible use and getting best equipped for next year and that's bringing players in well yeah yeah I think we, we can't have, we can't pretend we got a model and it falls apart as soon as someone makes a bid we should have forever, we should assume our six best players will go every season all halfway through the season and they should go I, t- my one bit of defence against James Tarkovsky the fucking Judas traitor Husky Gates Husky Gate is that like you know, we're, we're expecting at least 10 times more than what we paid for him I think any player in our squad suddenly gets up to that they should be allowed to go Tombs at his peak we should let him go let him go don't stand their way what's the point of having we're not, but we've not but obviously they've not met our valuation you know what I'm saying so if they put in 200 grand for Tumani I think I think we need to say to them you're going to rot in the reserves until they meet this valuation of you. So you need to get onto your agent who's tapping up McParland and other people at Burnley. I've got McParland's at Rangers, by the way. I'm oh, sorry. But, oh, is he? Oh, right. Tumani, yeah. Oh, Tumani, the wrong, wrong, sorry, wrong fraudster uh, in brackets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to prepare for this. And then we've got to make tough decisions now. Our Canos and Swift players we want for six months, stopping players like, let's say, dare I say, Sawyer and Kemar Roof. Joining the team, we need to get in. The difference between us losing out to a player is offering them a contract a week before. Timing, timing, totally timing. Someone else coming and offer double the wages, but we get in and sell them the dream beforehand as sell them starts. That's that's what we got. Is you come in, you start for us, whereas someone else you might be on the bench. We have it. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. Am I smiling? Am I laughing? I don't know. It's Friday night, and uh, there's nothing else that you could do. I mean. Today is the day that Huskygate hits West London. We never thought we'd see Huskygate, but yes, we did indeed. James Kalkowski's Magic Husky, not wanted in this part of London. Send it back up north. Send it back up north. Back up, back up to Blackburn or Burnley or Oldham or wherever else it came from. But listen, we, we can, we, we will, and we can. We can survive without the magic husky and all these other bits and pieces. It might take a bit of time, but that's what happens. We're not going to be left held to ransom, as they say. 
it's all about profession. It's all about professionalism. It's all about manners. Yeah. But anyway, listen. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. We are Brentford. We are the best. Besotted.co.uk. Besotted and Audio Boom on iTunes and also Besotted Brentford on YouTube. Subscribe to us. We'll be back next week coming live and direct from Preston. We're going up there. Looks like our season's pretty much over, so we're just going to go out and enjoy ourselves because that's what we do. Yeah, and football fans and uh, football fans still got to games even though we're not going to get in the playoffs or whatever like that. But anyway, despite everything else and the Magic Husky and all the other business, we still say, because we get behind our team and we say, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.